on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you get to submit the questions, and I give you the answers. As always, you can submit these questions too. Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. You can email them there or you can drop them in the comments section on the YouTube Q&AF episodes, okay? Uh, other times when you tune in, you will have, see that we do different formats of the show on different days. Other times we'll have CTI. CTI is Cruise the Internet. It's a current events news show uh, where we put some headlines up on the screen. We look into them. We talk about what's true, what's not true. We make fun of them. And we talk about the ridiculousness that's going on in the world. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. And then we have full length. And full length is an interview style format uh, similar to what you see all across the internet. So depending on the day, uh, we have different kinds of shows. And we do have a fee for the show. And the fee is very simple. If what we talk about on the show makes an impact on you, teaches you something, entertains you, gives you some sort of new knowledge, uh, which the Q&AF shows almost always will. Um, well, all the shows almost will. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> um, all I ask, guys, is that you share the show out, man. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't make myself for sale. I don't uh, allow these companies to come in and pay me to represent their shit that I don't even use or talk about. And I don't want you guys questioning my opinions or beliefs based upon the money that someone else is paying me. So I've done this this way for nearly a decade now. And basically, if I do a good job, if DJ does a good job, if the guys do a good job, if you learn shit, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if it gives you a new perspective, if you think it's important, all we ask is that you share the show. That's it, man. So when we talk about pay the fee, that's what pay the fee means. It means share the show. That can be conversation with some friends. That could be a... Sh- Sharing your story. It could, I don't, however you want to share it, just share it, man. Mm-hmm. Just get the word out because we grow if we do a good job. And that's what I like. Value exchange, man. If we do good, you do good for us. That's all I ask. That's real. Yeah. yeah I, I do have a question because I've, I've had this question come up a few times because uh, we got a lot of new listeners right now just getting started on YouTube. It's fucking awesome. But they're asking me, they're like, dude, like, where do I start? Like, should they go back? What's your recommendation? Should they go back to like fucking literally episode one, real AF? Is there like an episode that you think would be a nice, you know, ease into where we are now? What's your take on that? You mean in current events? For, for just the real, real AF feed completely. So whether that be CTI or. Look, I mean, dude. Look, man. I, we're three years in right now. Yeah. <laughs> look, on the CTI, we kind of follow a narrative, right? Like we're following the news cycle. So. If, and, and I think it's valuable to go back and listen to the older episodes because even though they're not what's going on right here at the moment, I think a lot of you guys will see uh, that I've been on track the entire time with mm-hmm. what's actually going on. And I think that's important for people to understand that and establish that credibility because if you don't know that, you tune in now and you think the shit I'm saying is crazy. Right, right. But the track record is impeccable. It just is. And so... <clears throat> You know, CTI is a specul- speculative show. It's a humor-based show, but it's also an informative show. 
And I think if you go back and listen to the old shows, you're going to learn a lot about how we got to here, mm-hmm. which will help you understand here. So yeah. I think there's value in that for sure. Uh, the Q&AF episodes, the real talks, the full length, those do not have an expiration date of any kind. Mm. So you could dr- you can get value from any of those shows at any time. Um, but I think, you know, just pick up right where we are if you want and just follow us along. You know, that I think that's what's cool about the show is you yeah. can just join in right now and start with the most current episode and we're going to keep moving forward. Um, but there's a number of episodes, I think, that are important to listen to above and beyond many of the other episodes. You know, episode 208, where I go through the 75 Hard program and the Live Hard program, which is actually not only the best, but the only true, real mental conditioning program that exists that actually fucking works. And it's free, and I outlined it in that episode 208. Another episode I think is important for everybody to listen to is episode 16, which is Win the Day. Win the Day is an episode that will literally break down my exact process for execution management. Notice I didn't say time management. We talked about execution management, how to get shit done. And here's the cool thing about that is that that's free too. It gives you the exact Mm -hmm. technique that I've used to build all my companies, all my business and everything in my life. And by all standards, I'm crushing it. So um, those two episodes are two of the episodes I think that are the most important for people to go back and listen to, no matter who you are, no matter what you are. Yeah. I would go listen to episode 208 and episode 16 uh, in their entirety before the start of next year. And those two things will help you have a, an extremely, extremely fucking productive and good year. Yeah, you'll be sprinting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Speaking of sprinting, I just want to toot my own motherfucking horn here for a minute. Toot toot. Uh, today is like, what, day 29 of uh, my 75 hard, which I said I wanted to go into the new year sprinting. And just so we're clear, um, I am sprinting. Yeah, I, I showed a certain someone my start pictures and current pictures about an hour ago, and that certain someone uh, was blown the fuck away. Was he not? I, he absolutely was. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's actually like fucking crazy to see it. It's not crazy, but it is crazy. Bro, when you- You didn't think that there was a whole fucking like- I know. A, a whole, year. I know. Like, it takes motherfuckers a year to get that. I know. But that's what happens when you do the program right. Mm -hmm. That's how I can tell when people did it right. Okay, when you do it right, the change is fucking dramatic. Yeah, it's undeniable. I cannot wait to show you guys my before (laughs) and afters when I complete this program. Yeah. I am firing on all cylinders, by the way, bro. I just left our fucking weekly board meeting, burned that motherfucker up. (laughs) Like, it was fucking amazing, bro. Like, Like, dude, I've had, like, the amount of benefit that comes from that program in terms of how differently and better your brain works mm-hmm. is just insane. Yeah, you call it having the power on. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people, like when I post in my Instagram, people are like, like the other day it was funny because I posted that. I said the power is back on. Yeah. And, and, and it was like the, the day people it was- People thought you were fucking- Yeah, shit it was snowing and shit. People were like, oh, you guys lost power? I'm like, no, bro. Like that's <laughs> bro, my I got little, this link to this generator yeah, for no, you, that's, so you that's my little saying about how this works. You know, you're- most people live with the power off all the time, meaning their brains are completely shut down. Their bodies are completely shut down. Their belief is shut down. Their confidence is shut down. They're in a very lowly place. And that's the power off. So when I say the power is back on, it means that all my shit is firing at max level. I have massive momentum in the right direction. My brain is working extremely well. I'm sharp. 
I'm crisp. I'm coming up with amazing thoughts and amazing concepts and amazing ideas. I'm squeezing the most potential out of my capabilities. And when I say that, when I say the power is on, that's what the, what I mean by that. Yeah, absolutely, bro. You know, and so like it usually takes people on 75 hard about like the first fucking fi- if you've never done it before, the first 20 days are super hard. Like you have to legit force yourself through because it it, it's painful. Like mm-hmm. your feet are going to hurt. Your body's going to hurt. You're sore as fuck. You feel like you just get your ass beat every single day. That's if you're doing it right. If, yeah. Okay. And you're not counting, you know, oh, stretching as a fucking work. I'm talking about fucking two workouts, bro. Mm-hmm. And for most people, that first 20 days requires an element of force that they're not super comfortable with with doing, but that's where all this shit comes from, right? Yeah. And then once they force themselves over that first hump, and by the way, if you've read the 75 hard book, you know that I break it down into sections and there are multiples of these humps that you're going to have to get over through the program. But it's funny because people will get through the first 20 days and they think they got the whole program figured out. And it's like, bro, you don't even know yet. But the point is, and the point that people need to understand is that they will feel so fucking good getting through that first three weeks, their power starts to come on. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. They start to feel good. They start to be proud of themselves just a little bit, right? But because they've been so not proud of themselves and they've been on such a low level and the power's been off for so long, it's like giving a starving person who's been in the desert for 40 fucking days a, a, a fucking Vegas buffet, bro. Right. Like they're like, holy shit. Right. But what you have to understand and what most of you need to really grasp, because I hear a lot of people are like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. No, you fucking don't get it. You just got a taste. You just got a taste. Yep. If you really want to get it, you do the whole entire live hard program. At the end of that year, you will be a completely different human. And throughout the 75 hard program, you will, if you're doing, I'm talking about first time people. And, and honestly, if like for me, it, it goes the same way almost every time. It's just, I continue to level up mm-hmm. and like my power on gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So much so, like I was asked yesterday by a guy, he's like, well, what do you do when you don't feel like doing it? And like, I, I laughed. I'm like, I never feel like doing it. Right. Like, what are you talking about? And like, to me, in my mind, mm-hmm. like I laugh because... I empathize with where he's at because I used to be that way, bro. Right. I, it used to be mystical to me, like yeah. totally mystifying that people could be so disciplined and regimented and execute with such consistency. I could, I was not that way. So like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But dude, now I'm so far the other way. Like, like it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't put stock into how I feel about doing anything anymore. Like. I just fucking do it. Yeah. Like there's nothing that feels good about going out when it's minus degrees and doing outdoor cardio. That's and especially and when, looking around. Yeah. And when the windshield <laughs> is in fucking minus 27 or whatever it yeah, was, yeah. the only thing good about it is that you can look around and see that nobody else is doing it. Nobody's there. And you get a very strong visual representation of you literally widening the gap between you and everybody else. I like that. That gets me excited, but that doesn't make, that doesn't make, like, that's not enough to make me go do it. It's a, it's a discipline that I've developed over years and really the last three or four years, this isn't years of decades. 
This is just me doing the lip, doing exactly what I tell you to do. Do the live hard program once a year, every year for your entire life, bro. And your life will be a fucking big fat W at the end period. And, um, I don't know, man. I feel fucking good though. That's Look good. Point. Yeah, I know. Sound good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think there's also too, there's another piece, man, that I don't know if we touch bro, a lot. Real on. talk though. Like how fucking crazy are those pictures? It's fucking it's, insane. It's, it's not even four weeks. No, it, I would a normal person would probably like there's okay like I could post those right now shit. I could post those right now <laughs> and be like, be like yeah, day done. one and day seventy five yeah. and motherfuckers were freaked the fuck out for sure and I, I have been absolutely. doing I haven't been not doing anything drastic I've been I haven't run once I fucking walk when yeah. I do I now I do I walk with intent well, yeah we're not fucking like just cruising. no I'm not fucking <laughs> I'm not this is not a casual stroll fucking like Sunday stroll I'm walking at a Quick pace. Yeah. It's on the borderline of a jog. Yeah, it's brisk. Okay. Yes. A brisk walk. <laughs> we are sweating when we are done. Even, we are. Yeah, even every the, time. Even the even cold. Even it's cold. Yeah. So it, there's, there's an intent there. And I'm training with intent. My workouts have been good. You know, I'm able, like I said, that's why I started it because I'm finally able to train back. again. Yeah. But I mean, like, dude, zero compromise just looks a lot different. Yeah. And what I showed you today, that's zero compromise. Like, yeah. I haven't fucking, I, I haven't even fucking looked at something that wasn't supposed to go in my mouth, bro. Not even fucking looked at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, when I talk about perfect intent, I'm talking about perfect fucking execution yeah. and intent. And that's the difference between that result and the result of any sort of compromise, I believe, is three or four times greater over the same course of time. Hmm. I think you get three or four times the results by not compromising at all and going full bore intent than you would if you just half-assed any of it. Yeah. And, and dude, you know, that's why when I show you those pictures, like, I don't want to show anybody because, but I showed them to you and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. It's because, dude, I, I'm, I needed this program to get back online, bro. I yeah. spent a year fucking sucking. Like, I, I spent a year not being able to use my own. Bro, I couldn't even wipe my own fucking ass, bro. I'm having to figure out how to wipe my ass with my left hand. Like, it's hard. Bro, yeah. And it's messy. <laughs> like, bro, it sucks. It's messy. Like, dude, I'm just saying. Like, you're not used to it. Yeah. I'm real talk, man. I ain't yeah. fucking ashamed. Like, it's weird. And I ain't asking nobody to do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't realize how, I guess I didn't realize it was kind of cool. How good you had it. It's kind of cool that it happened to my dominant yeah. hand. Yeah. Because it taught me a lot of perspective, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. But, but dude, the mental struggle that I had to go through an entire year with no training, when training's been a cornerstone of my life for a long time, you know, getting off the Lexapro after 11 years, like I went through a fucking hard, hard, so much hard shit happened to me this last year, bro. Most of you don't, I, like, I don't bitch, but like, if I did, the list would be long, yeah. right? And I needed the program. So the day I felt able to fucking go, I fucking went. And here we are, 20 fuck, I'm, tw I'm on day 29 today, and I feel like a fucking different human. I am a different human, period. And, uh, dude, what about the karmic response of this? In what of just doing the Live Heart program. Like, what are you telling the universe right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm back on fucking line. I'm getting my shit together. Give me more, whatever I fucking no, can I'm overcome. No, I'm telling the universe, get the fuck out of my way, bro. Yeah. Because I'm fucking coming. Yeah. That's what the fuck I'm telling it. And that goes for everybody else too. <laughs> so I love it, man. What well, is Q and AF? Let's get into this. Yeah.
Let's knock these out, man. I got some good ones for you. Yeah, it's episode 208. Go listen to it, guys. You guys should. Yeah. Absolutely should. And fucking do it. Don't just listen to it. Like, you're sitting here thinking, man, 2023 is going to be my fucking year. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Go fucking do that program, and you do it the right way, and a year from now, you'll be looking me in the eye being like, motherfucker, I am the fucking man. I fucking did that shit. My life looks completely different. I am not a fat, lazy fuck anymore. My entire fucking life changed, and you will fucking, you will fucking come here and be so thankful that fucking I told you to do it. Real talk. Stop fucking around, dude. We only got so much life, bro. You don't want to live it being a fucking fat piece of shit. Being real, dude. It's real it shit. ain't fun. And, 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 and that's coming from someone who lived most of his life that way. Mm-hmm. I was a fat kid. I was a fat teenager. I was a fat adult for most of my life. I didn't figure this out until I was in my late 30s. So fucking figure it out now, bro, wherever the fuck you're at. Because I'm telling you, your life gets a lot fucking better in every single way. Thanks. Well, guys, let's get into these. Uh, Andy, question number one. Andy. What should be the frequency uh, and how important are having meetings with your team or even just breaking down to departments right now? uh, I do about once a month full company meeting. And outside of that, my team can come to me whenever they need to about whatever they need to sort of open door policy and shit gets done. But I feel like every day I'm bracing myself for a different world issue that I have to face. Is the once a month meetings, is, is, is that, do I need to increase the frequencies? Dude, that's the fucking job, bro. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, you're a problem solver, man. Like, get the fuck out of bed. I get out of bed every day. And, and like, dude, here's the difference between me having a great day and having a shitty day. Me having a great day is I get out of bed and I'm like, fuck. I wonder what fucking shit's going to come my way today. And I get anxious. Mm. And I get, like, filled with anxiety. And I like, oh, like I get so much anxiety when I get out of bed that way that I'm like, like I shake them. I almost get like that shaky feeling like that you yeah. can kind of get like where you get next to the edge of a building. That's how much, ex- uh, you, or edge of a roof or something. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I get so much anxiety when I think that, okay? And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a manager, as a leader, whatever it is that you're doing, if you think that, and you get out of bed that way, your whole day is going to be hard. Mm. Your whole, because you're going to look at every single thing as evidence as to what you thought was going to happen. So you get out of bed mm. and you're saying, fuck, I don't want to have these. I wonder what the fuck's going to come my way today. And then, you know, Steve brings you this little bitty problem that's real little. And he brings it to you. And then all of a sudden, because you're already like on the fucking alert, yep. it becomes, it goes from little problem to fucking meltdown. Yeah, see, I knew it. Yeah, bro, yeah. fuck. I can't ever get a breath. Fuck. Right. I'm just trying to get through my day. And by the way, ask me how I know this because this happens to me too. Nobody is perfect on this. I do not have this always figured out. There are times where I am extremely difficult to work for and work with because I have days like this. Do I not? No. Okay. So I'm I'm totally honest. Human. Yes. Yeah. And and those days are the days where I pack my shit up and I go the fuck home. Okay. And what I've learned, and I do this most of the time. Now there are days where I still fall into that old trap because being an entrepreneur is hard, bro. It's almost like being literally abused all the time because you are, you are constantly called and put in positions to solve problems that really you personally actually didn't cause. Mm, Okay. Yeah. 
So you feel like the yeah. entire world is closing in on you. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it, it's fucking hard. That's why entrepreneurs only make up fucking 7% of the population and successful entrepreneurs make up less than 1%. It's hard. It's a hard fucking job, bro. These, these minions that fucking glorified on the internet are lying. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And if they do tell you that it's all this shit, then ask to see their real business because I'm betting that they do not have one. Right. All right. So the, the difference between my days being great and my days being bad are 100% related to how I get the fuck out of bed. Okay. When I get out of the bed and I'm like, bro, I'm the fucking man. I'm the baddest motherfucker on this planet. There's not a, the reason that I am who I am is because all these fucking people are going to bring me these problems today and I'm going to know the fucking answer. And I'm going to fix this shit. Dude, when I get out of bed like that, mm. now it's like, bring me your shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Because I'm the fucking man and I'll fucking make it right. And I now all of a sudden mm. I've taken an attitude of being a victim or being on the response or reactive to understanding that's just my role and I'm fucking great at it. And that's why I am who the fuck I am. Yeah. Now, can you imagine the difference? of how the day turns out when you get out that way versus the way I described per first. It's a huge, massive difference, bro. And this massive difference will literally dictate more about the quality of your life than anything else. It's the perspective that you choose to take. So for anybody out there who is feeling frustrated with the amount of bullshit that has pushed their way, understand that you are just looking at it through the wrong lenses. Mm. If you look at it through the right lens and you say, I'm the fucking man, bro. I'm going to handle this shit. Not only am I going to handle it, I'm going to handle it so fucking good that this person can never even bring me the problem again because I'm going to teach them how to fucking avoid it. Now you're in a position of power mm. and it's nothing has changed other than your own perspective. Yeah. So for any of you out there that struggle with that, when you look for problems and you anticipate anxiety, see, this is a big problem with people's anxiety too. A lot of people, a lot of people try to go through their day like, like they say, they make themselves a label, right? I have bad anxiety. Okay. Let's okay. just, let's just say that I got bad anxiety, which seems to be everybody saying that now. Mm -hmm. Now you have to understand that when you say that and you label that you are creating a jail that you live in mm -hmm. because you are telling yourself, I am anxious. I have anxiety. Okay. And then what you start doing is you start becoming hyper aware to anything that actually creates anxiety. And because you're hyper aware to anything that creates anxiety, the actual response about the anxiety is amplified, okay? Because you are trying to do something which is literally impossible as an entrepreneur, which is to get through your day with no bullshit, right? All right. All right. So you have to change the way that you view it. You do not have anxiety. You have things that cause anxiety that happen every single day, and that's part of your fucking job. Now, if you look at it like that, now if you expect there to be some things that are a little bit minorly irritating, when they come to you, you don't blow them the fuck up. You're just like, okay, cool. I got this and this and this. So a lot of these things that we tell ourselves that we are can be avoided by understanding that we are setting unrealistic expectations for ourselves. A lot of people mm. believe that we should be happy all the time. And so when they make their main goal, quote unquote, happiness, they're ultra sensitive to anything that creates unhappiness that happens to them in their life. Okay. We are not as humans supposed to be happy all the fucking time. The only reason 
that we feel happy is because we have the contrast of things that make us unhappy. Okay, if you were happy all the time, you wouldn't know what happy feels like mm. because it would be the baseline. You would be like sitting in a, in a hot tub. You get in the hot tub at first, motherfucker's hot. Sit in the hot tub for 20 minutes, it doesn't feel hot anymore. Right. So if you had happiness all the time, that's what it would do to you as well. So you have to appreciate the things that provide the perspective so that you can enjoy the things that you actually want. And when we set these unrealistic expectations up for ourselves, like I'm going to try to get through this day without any anxiety, bro, you're going to fail 100% of the time because that's impossible, especially in entrepreneurship and business and management and leadership. It's impossible. It can't happen. Okay. So you have to accept that that's where we are. And when you accept the realistic expectations and instead look at it and say, I'm going to have some issues today that need my attention. It's no big deal. It's part of what I get paid the big bucks to do. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're not anxious all the time. You're just reacting to the fucking situations as they occur. You're allowing, you're allowing the things to come to you and then you're solving them. And that creates a much better existence than labeling yourself as, I'm, I have anxiety disorder. When you right. really don't, you're just right. repeating some shit that you heard off the fucking internet. And then you're going through your entire life trying to avoid anxiety when that's impossible. And every time you fucking come across it, you hyperreact and it makes you believe that you have some sort of problem when in reality, you're just experiencing life and thinking you can get around the shit that's going to be irritating. You're choosing to do yes, that. Yes. Yeah. It, listen, man, I've thought a lot about this, okay? This is what I found. Yeah. So to answer the question. It has nothing to do with the frequency. No, nah, bro. It's expectations and perspective. Yeah. That's what it is. Those two things will change your entire life. Now, to answer the question about the meetings, um, there, there, there is a fine line to walk with your team or your employees where you meet with them too often or too little, mm. okay? Throughout my career, how I've done it is I've always had a once a month, all hands company meeting. Then, then I had a once a week uh, leadership meeting. That's typically how I did. Now I have nowadays, because I have so many things I'm involved in, I have a lot of these meetings. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying when I had one company. That's the was, foundation. When I had one company, yeah. the, the, the format I used that I thought was effective was one meeting a month. And that meeting a month was an opportunity for me to talk to the whole company about the vision that we were, what we were doing, how we were going to do it, where I needed everybody to really direction that we needed to paddle. And then we also, we always had food. We always had beer. We always made it a fun time. And bro, that's one of like, dude, the company meetings here, even to this day are some of the favorite things that anybody likes to do. Mm -hmm. And it's on a Sunday when everybody wants to be fucking home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we did that once a month. And, and, and by the way, when you're small, these companies, these meetings are fucking way more fun. Because you're able to really connect with people. You're able to really build bonds and friendships and relationships over a few beers, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, I miss those times. Like, I don't get to do that anymore. Like, in fact, you guys, we should be doing that with these guys here in this room and, the, you know, the other six guys on the team and fucking, you know, be doing that because that shit is fun as fuck. Yeah. Then the other thing I would do is I would have Monday morning meetings with my management team, my leadership team. And we would, we would take the, the, the messaging of the month and then we would hyper-focus in uh, during those weekly meetings. And then during the weekly meetings, you know, we also had uh, 
the time and the ability to solve all the little things that were happening as we went. So basically, it's five meetings a month. It's one big meeting and then four smaller meetings once a week. That's, gotcha. that, that's the format I did when we had just one company. And actually, that's still the format that we use for the most part. Um, I just do more because I have multiple projects going on. Yeah, for sure. I love it. But either way, whether you have a thousand, it's perception and it's your choice of how you're choosing to, have to tackle the shit. Well, yeah, bro. Like if you, you can't have an unrealistic expectation about running a company, dude. Yeah. Like if you have people, people are going to fuck shit up. <laughs> like that's it. Like, and, and they're going to, not only that, bro, they're going to have, they're going to have issues. They're going to yeah. have ups and downs and they're going to have relationships. Personal life. And, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like part of being a, a really good operator is, is dude, honestly, like kind of being a therapist for people too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not say like, you don't want to be one of these people who runs a company. It's like, yeah, well, fuck, that's not my fucking problem. Do your fucking job. Those right. people will hate you. Okay. So you have to give them, they're coming to you for some fucking leadership, bro. Do you not think that if they bring you something that maybe they need some help with and you help them with that, they're actually going to respect you more as a leader and understand that you have their best interests in mind because you just gave them some good advice about their family or their right. relationship or their this or their that. Makes them more productive. Like, bro, they're coming yeah. to you because they trust you to give them good advice. If you, if you fucking throw that out the window because you want to pretend like some sort of badass CEO, you're missing a great opportunity to really bond with your team. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Uh, Andy, question number two. Uh, you've, you've, I want to get away from saying most people, uh, and I actually like your terminology, you say peasants. Okay, there's peasantry, thinking people, minded uh -huh. people, right? So how do these peasant-minded people, okay, vet and process info and advice versus how highly successful people process, vet uh, information and advice? What's the difference how do they do it? How, how should you do it? Um, and, and how does that work? Does it give context on what information? It can be anything. I mean, I mean on inf you know, information on life, advice. I, I, think, I think, you know, I think, let's say, let's just use the term, you know, let me fuck, dude. Like peasant thinking, okay, is they see someone that they believe to be potentially credible they don't really look beyond that. They don't look into it at all. And they just hear what they say at surface level. And they think about it for a second. They think about like, you know, it's probably true. And then they do nothing with it. Mm. You know, they just, they're just kind of like, it's in one year, out the other year. There's no real depth of processing of the thought. There's no looking into the vetting at all. They just, they just hear it, Yeah. you know, and, and sometimes that sticks and then they'll go to the bar with their buddies or, you know, whoever, and they'll try to repeat some of this shit. If they, you know, they don't really understand it at all. Right. And then I think like champion level thinking, because like, that's what we're, we're talking about the two distinct, we have the bottom, which is peasant thinking. Mm -hmm. We have champion thinking. Right. Champion thinking, how champions process information is a champion will read a 400 page book for one fucking thought. A champion will, will invest hours and hours and hours and hours to get one little nugget that will make them better, okay? Mm. When they vet people and who they should listen to, they will look at them and really, truly ask themselves, is this someone who is credible? Are they who they say they are? 
Do they know about what it is that they're trying to tell me? Have they done this in real life? Have these things that they are trying to teach worked for them or are they just full of shit? All right. So champions are very much so very, very closed off to who they will accept information from, but they are very open about the little bits and pieces of data that can translate into productivity for themselves. Mm. So the amount of people that put information that I take seriously is very low, but how much I get out of each piece of those information is much higher because I look for one or two thoughts that could, could change what it is that I'm doing, right? I also think that champion people, they read a lot, okay? There's mm-hmm. people out there that will say, oh, reading's a waste of time. You're a fucking idiot if you really think that. You need real life experience and you need other people's life experience. If you can learn from other people's life experience and you can learn what worked, what didn't work, what to avoid, you are saving yourself years of pounding your head on the fucking wall. And if I can learn one or two bits of information from someone that saves me a year of my life, what is that worth? Right. Okay. So like when I look at, let's for example, say like we have Arate Syndicate Mm -hmm. and it's fucking, it's not cheap. Okay. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap. It's 400 bucks a month for the basic membership to be in it. Now, a lot of people listening will say, $400 a month, how the fuck do I do? You should make it happen, bro. Because on every other motherfucking call that we have, there is one sentence or two sentences that will make you a million times that if you went out and applied it. On every fucking call, on every fucking call, at every event, at every, bro, every single time, that we get on the fucking phone or on the screen or go and do an event or whatever, there is a piece of data I am 100% confident in will make you 100x your entire yearly membership. And that happens every single week. And so champion people fucking value that. They look at that and they say, $400 a month to fucking get data that's going to fucking make me millions of dollars over the course of my, bro that's fucking free i'm gonna figure that the fuck out that's it that's all you want is 400 yes yeah, that's yeah. how champions think yeah. how fucking peasants think is 400 bucks a month bro i could drive a fucking I, I i could drive a fucking nicer car for that or i could fucking right. you know blah blah i could take my girl out to a nicer on a weekend trip like they they think very short term mm. and they don't understand to put a price on actual data Right. Like I will read an entire fucking book, bro, for one concept Hmm. and I will know it and I will fucking put it in my phone and I will say, that's it. That's it right there. Okay. And then everything else that I get, which I'll probably usually get like 10 things from everything I read. I'm like fucking bonus. Hmm. Awesome. Cool. Was that worth my, cause I, I'm a slow reader. It takes me 10 hours to read a whole book. Okay. Was that worth my 10 hours? If it made me fucking you know, and in my case, bro, one of these concepts will m- not make me a million dollars. It's going to make me tens of millions right? because we're re- operating at a large scale. So was that 10 hours worth tens of millions because of what the fuck I just learned from that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So there, that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference in how you view information uh, versus, you know, how, how basic, you know, peasant thinking works. Yeah. So, 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 so you're saying, first of all, you got to have the input, right? And champion level people are putting a shit ton of input into this process. But more importantly, you got to do something with it. 
Well, it's not just it's not just input, bro. It's vetted qualified input. Like mm. I'm not fucking paying attention to these knuckleheads, uh, you know, on on the internet who who I know for sure haven't built real shit. Right. Like that's a big mistake. You know, yeah. if you if you scroll through Instagram, bro, you find no shortage of people who have all this advice to give about everything. Right. It's about relationships. It's about fucking business. It's about this. And it's like every motherfucker out there is some sort of expert in something. But when you look at most of their lives, their lives do not reflect that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not valuing information for people who haven't used that same information to build real things. Right. I, Make, I, makes sense to me. <laughs> I know. I know it does, but it, ma it makes sense to anybody. And the message here for those of you who watch and who are out there giving advice is to go out and build something before you start preaching and teaching about it. Go out and build something of relevance and if you want to be taken seriously, because a lot of people will complain, man, I have so much, I have such a hard time getting traffic on my, you know, my business podcast. Well, yeah, it's because you don't fucking own a business that's actually visible for anybody that they can order from and experience and see. They think you're full of shit, bro. Mm -hmm. That's why they're not listening. So build something, then teach it. It's not the other way around. Yeah, I love it. But I think that's a big deal, bro. I think that's a big difference between people who are of champion mindset and people who aren't. They will vet, and when once they vet and they allow the fewer amount of people to give them information, they take the information much more seriously and value it at a higher regard and actually put it into play. Whereas, you know, the peasant thinking, those people will hear shit and they won't do anything with it other than repeat it at a fucking get together with their homies. Right. You know, like because they want to seem smart in the moment. Mm. Dude, at the end of the day, it's this. The results tell the fucking story. That is it. Mm. You're either winning or you're fucking losing. You either are or you fucking aren't. And I want to learn from motherfuckers that are. That is it. I'm not, I'm not even going to listen to someone who isn't. I'm not going to listen to someone who is, I'm going to kill 2023. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm going to talk to the motherfucker who killed 2022 and 21 and 20 and 19. And I'm going to learn from that motherfucker. Mm. Fucking love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, our third and final question. Question number three. Andy, what's the most recent visualization uh, that you have practiced that came into fruition? How did you get there? Man. Tough question. It is because, like, it, it's, not, it's not easy for me to break that down because there's nothing new that I visualize. Like, I've been visualizing where I'm at for so long. Yeah. And the things I visualize now are not where I'm at. They're things that haven't happened yet. They're 10 years from now. Yeah. Years so like my visualization goes into a lot of it. You know, I have business visualization and then I have personal visualization. And like I have business visualization about the companies I'm involved in and they all have different goals. And I think about where each one of them is going to be and go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. so like when I visualize first form and I think about first form, um, I think about our distribution centers that are going to be all over the globe. I think about the network of people who are going to enjoy and use our products and benefit from them and change their entire fucking lives all over the fucking world. I think about the massive change that that's going to facilitate in culture globally. Like those are the things I think about. And the way I think about those things is I think about them in you know, very, very real visual settings. I think about people gathering. I think about groups working together. I see people working hard together. I see people getting results. I see our people in this company growing their careers. And I visualize that in many different ways. I yeah. see, I see D DC centers and headquarters in 
in Europe. I see them in Asia. I see them in the Middle East. I see them in South America. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I see all of that shit. And then, uh, you know, personally, like, you know, I, 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 you know, I have some personal goals. Like I think a lot about like, like, well, I mean, there's a number of things I want to do that I visualize. Like right now, like I visualize building, uh, you know, an estate that sits on 300 acres instead of 15 acres. Yeah. Okay. Like I actually want to replicate my entire house and my entire, my garage and everything on a big giant piece of property. Um, that's something I visualize. Something else I visualize. Like I would like to own a winery in Tuscany. I think about that a lot. I think about sitting out on the fucking patio at this winery, you know, the old world stone, like, you know, the, the, the fucking, the whole, uh, you know, ambiance of everything. I think about those things. Like yeah. I would like to enjoy a little bit of life, mm. you know? So I have some things that I visualize there, but you know, none of that shit, like when you say, what have I visualized most recently that's come to fruition? Well, I think, you know, the reality is, um, it's probably the last 29 days where I said, dude, I want to get my fucking shit turned back on. I want to be back where the fuck I was mentally. I want to be finely tuned. I want to be sprinting into 23. And if you remember, I made a story saying that, yeah, hey, I'm starting 75 hard tomorrow because when, when 2023 comes around, I want to be run, running full speed. Well, here I am 29 fucking days later and I'm yeah. running full speed. Yeah. Three, four days away from the new year. Yeah. yeah. And while everybody else is waking up on fucking uh january 1st with shit in their eyes and you know a big fat belly and fucking feeling like shit and like trying to like you know oh fuck it's finally here finally time to get to work uh i'll already be a full momentum mm. you know what i'm saying so like you know i'm always visualizing yeah like we're building these buildings across the street um those are things i visualized years ago that right. are happening now you see what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm always constantly in a process of seeing what I want and then having it materialize. Yeah. And so I think it's important to constantly be in that process. You know, a lot of people, they stop growing because they stop thinking about things down the line. They get to a point where they're comfortable. They got a nice car. They got a nice house. They, they can go to the lake house for the weekend or whatever mm -hmm. they do. And they stop thinking of anything past that. And before they know it, they're in crisis mode because they have stopped growing and everybody else who is continuing to grow has come up right on them or passed them by. Right. So I think it's important to always be going. Like it's always important to move forward because the minute you stop moving forward is the minute that everybody else catches up because people don't understand that there is no maintaining. You, when it comes to business, when it comes to growing, when it comes to progressing, life, there is no pause. There is forward and backwards. And people say, well, how is there not a pause? I can, I can pause right here for the next three years and stay right at you know, $10 million in sales. Yeah, you can, but here's the problem. Everybody else behind you is continuing to push. And so when the scale continues to slide forward and you don't move on the scale, you'll quickly find yourself at the back of the line. Does that make sense? Yeah, because $2 million, that's the minimum now. You know? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Everybody else is doing 30. Yeah. And you're doing 10 because you thought it was good enough and you thought you could hit pause. Now, all of a sudden, you're virtually out of business. And this goes for every area of life, dude. If you're not working to improve, the, the whole entire scale is sliding. And it might be sliding at a much slower pace than what you could grow at. But when you stop trying to grow, now we're in a situation where that scale is sliding faster than you're moving. And that means you're, you're naturally and organically moving to the left of the scale, which is the back end of the scale that you don't want to be on. Yeah. So there is no pause. There is no maintaining. It's forward or backwards. 
If you're not moving forward, you are by default moving backwards because of the, the way that the scale slides. Yeah. So you didn't make the rules, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't make them. Yeah, it's just reality, bro. Every, yeah. No, like all your competitors, the people you compete with, the companies you compete with, they're not hitting pause. Right. Not a single one of them, bro. So how the fuck do you think your pause is going to beat their go? Hmm. It's not going to happen. No. So, so it's important to continue to progress. It's important to not allow yourself to get too comfortable. I'm not saying you can't have a day or I'm not saying you can't have a week once in a while where you relax and enjoy all the fruits of what you've done. Uh, I don't do that, but you can if you want. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying you don't want to do it for too long. Yeah. Like I have a rule with myself. I don't go more than two days off of, off of like my, my routine or my vibe. All right. Like if I'm going to take a break, it's going to be for two days. That's it. Because two days, I can still easily get back into the rhythm. Mm-hmm. I even told you this about yeah, you. Because yeah. you just finished 75 hard in phase one. I said, look, dude, it's okay to have a day. It's okay to have a, another day. But it ain't okay to have three days in a row. No. Three days in a row is going to start a new habit the wrong direction. Yep. So That quick, too. Yeah. So yeah. two days for me is the max I will allow myself to really like chill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know that sounds extreme, but I want extreme results. So that's what the fuck I do. Yeah. That's that's what fucking fire, man. Guys, Andy, that's three. That's three. Yeah, go pay the fee. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bow, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank road. Can't fold. Dust a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.